the Ortho PAC hosted by Sam Dyer. Welcome to the Ortho PAC where we discuss up-to-date orthopedic topics for the busy clinician. I invite you to sit back and relax as I attempt to fill in the gaps between education, current events, and real-world practice. Welcome back listeners. Dr. Jason Patterson is an orthopedic surgeon who specializes in foot and ankle and he practices in Phoenix. Dr. Patterson recently gave a talk at our Phoenix meeting titled, Ankle Arthroplasty, Where is the Love? He agreed to come on our podcast today to discuss foot and ankle arthroplasty. Dr. Patterson, thank you for being with us on the Ortho PAC. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Dr. Patterson, to start with, you said that there are 30 joints in the foot that can become arthritic, and many of those are treated with arthrodesis. If I follow along with your presentation, let's start with the lesser toes. I don't know if you like to treat the second toe problems as much as the foot surgeon that I work with does. However, can you please explain how you manage lesser toe arthritic joints? For foot and ankle problems, one of the more common problems that we'll see are are problems of the toes. We often refer to the big toe as the big toe, and then the other four is the lesser toes. So toes two through five are the lesser toes. So these toe problems often often are the result of deformity. Typically, patients will come in because their toes are starting to curl or to turn. Sometimes they'll get so bad that they'll actually cross over one of the other toes and, and rest on top of a toe. And what will happen is they'll rub on the shoe and cause sores on the top of the toe. Or if they hammer up, uh, they will take the cushion from the bottom of the foot with it and then patients will feel like they're walking on a rock when in fact they're actually walking right on their bone and it causes quite a bit of pain on the ball of their foot. I know you said you usually don't do anything with them unless they get in the way because they're really not functionally important. What are some options? And then what about the rheumatoid patients and do you use implants for these? Typically what I what I do to manage these lesser toe problems I try to manage them non-operatively first. Uh, that's part for the course for most foot and ankle issues. But unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of good non-operative treatment for lesser toes. We do have some toe sleeves or toe straps that we can offer patients to help keep their toes straight. But they can often be burdensome uh, to wear all the time. I'm out in Arizona, so a lot of our patients like to wear sandals and flip-flops, and it's awkward or uh, not real easy to wear toe straps or toe sleeves and some of the complaints I get is they're, they're not actually all that sexy. So, but even when they do when they do work, patients they find it to be a nuisance. So then, if if the toe straps and sleeves aren't, aren't a long term viable option, then we we do discuss surgery with them. And usually, the goal of the surgery is to take away the pain. So if their toes are hammering up, we try to straighten them out so they don't rub on the tops of the shoes. We try to straighten them out to bring the cushion back underneath the ball of the foot so that they they don't feel like they're walking on the marbles. If we're doing the toe surgery purely for cosmetic reasons, oftentimes the results and outcomes aren't aren't as uh, successful. And then you, you mentioned rheumatoid patients. You know, fortunately, rheumatoid arthritis is not nearly as common as it used to be. I've been out in practice eight years, but even in medical school and residency, I saw a lot more rheumatoid patients. Oftentimes, it's managed well with uh, with uh, medications, but we still will occasionally see some rheumatoid patients. They're managed a little bit different. Usually, their deformity is more severe. Their pain is usually worse. And so that's usually managed surgically. Non-surgical treatment for rheumatoid foot is even less successful. So we'll often be a little more aggressive at straightening their toes out uh, before the deformity gets too bad. Okay, if we move medially toward the big toe, the great toe, uh, hallux rigidus. 
You set the gold standard for treating this as arthrodesis. What are some possible downsides, such as problems with shoe wear or non-union? Yeah, so the great the great toe or the big toe, hallux rigidus, what that refers to is stiffness of the big toe. We're not real creative in our terminology. So hallux rigidus, hallux is the big toe and rigidus just meaning it's stiff. Um, also, it can progress to the point of becoming arthritic. Um, so the the gold standard for surgical treatment uh, would be a fusion or an arthrodesis. So an arthrodesis is a fusion of a joint. Uh, the big toe is very tolerable, actually, to be infused. Um, it's probably one of the more successful surgeries that we do and that I do in foot and ankle, but we certainly got to have a discussion with the patient and, and have an exam on them to see how much motion they have in that big toe and explain to them that they're going to lose that motion. The nice thing about an arthrodesis, like I said, is it, it solves the arthritis, it fuses the bones together, the pain goes away, you can correct deformity through the fusion. But yeah, there, there's there's no perfect surgery. There are some downsides. Probably the biggest one I see is when I'm fusing patients, typically female patients, I have to explain to them that their days of wearing real high heels or very large wedges in their shoes is probably over. Uh, I have to I have to fuse that toe in one position and it and it won't move after that. So if they if I fuse their toe off the ground a little bit, um, they won't like the position of their toe barefoot because it'll be off the ground but that will allow them to wear shoes with a little bit of a wedge or a heel. Occasionally, very rarely, fortunately, but occasionally the toes won't fuse. And so we call that a non-union. Uh, in eight or nine years, I've only had one of those. So not real common, fortunately, but that can happen as well. But that's probably the biggest downside of, of the fusion is, is just uh, difficulty with shoe wear. But we've researched these patients and, and I've had patients run marathons, play tennis, hike, you know, a lot of active people out here in Arizona and you can do all of that with a fused big toe. So that's that's one of the benefits of it. What about arthroplasty of the great toe? Is that ever an option? We are exploring more and more arthroplasty or joint replacement for joints. I, I believe fundamentally that joints are designed to move. And I think the reason why fusion is the gold standard is because we have not developed a good joint replacement yet for the big toe. Um, I have done about 20 of them. Uh, one or two of them have failed. The other 18 or 19 are doing really well. But I still think that it can be improved upon. I think the motion after the joint replacement isn't as good as I would hope it would be. And I don't do a hemiarthroplasty or, or half a joint replacement. When I do a joint replacement, I do the entire joint. So I replace both sides. I don't think half a joint replacement or hemiarthroplasty is a good option um, for the big toe or pretty much any joint, because now you have a metal implant rubbing on the bone and that can cause uh, bone loss. It can cause pain. So when I do joint replacement, no matter what the joint is, I, I lean towards doing a total joint replacement instead of the hemi or a hemi arthroplasty or half a joint replacement. Most other joints of the foot, you described a fusion as the standard for treatment with the exception of the fourth and fifth tarsometatarsal arthroplasty. And you said that can be done with joint resections and tendon allograft interposition. I'm imagining, I haven't seen one of these, but I'm imagining it's like the CMC joint of the thumb. Any other thoughts on foot joint arthroplasty before we move on? Yeah, no, I th like I said, fundamentally, I think joints are designed to move. And for the longest time, and we'll, I think we're talking about it later, is ankle replacement and ankle fusion. Um, ankle fusion for the longest time was, was the gold standard, but now joint replacement has taken over. And I think we'll get there eventually with the big toe. Uh, I really do. I, 
I think we will be able to correct deformity. As of right now, we can't. So if patients have arthritis and a bunion, we can't really fix that well through a joint replacement. But I think we'll get to the point where our, um, our research and development will catch up and we'll be able to, to develop an implant that patients will be happy with and they'll be successful and, and it'll give them another option other than fusion. But since the, the big toe fusion is such a successful surgery, I don't think it'll ever go away. I just think it'll become less common in the future as we develop better implants. Listeners, stay tuned next week where we discuss total ankle arthroplasty and the treatment of foot and ankle osteoarthritis with Dr. Jason Patterson. I hope to see you in Charlotte this May. We have our annual spring meeting, May the 5th and 6th. If you have any questions, please look at paos.org under CME.